Voice Coaches Radio, everything voiceover. And welcome into another edition of Voice Coaches Radio. I am Sam, and Josh is no longer here. No, he's not with us today. Josh is, he is here, he's here in spirit, but he's not going to be joining us today as he is running a marathon. But as I am doing this without Josh, I am not doing this episode alone. So today I actually have a very special guest that I want to introduce everyone to, and his name is none other than Jordan McClendon. Now, Jordan is our visual media director here at Voice Coaches, and he's also a motion graphic designer, and he's been the creative lead for a bunch of different companies. He's also an illustrator, a web designer, and for all intensive purposes, Jordan should be working at Pixar, and we'll get into that in a little bit, but he is a very, very talented motion graphics designer, and he is somebody who has worked with voice actors. He is somebody outside of voice coaches who has employed voice actors, so I really wanted to get his perspective on what that was like. So, first of all, Jordan, welcome to the show. Oh, thanks for having me. I, I really appreciate that uh, the introduction, and um, it, you know, it's, uh, it's great to be here and on the podcast. It's great to have you, man. Yeah, you do, yeah. It's great. Yeah, no, it's all true. I'm not making any of this up, am I? You tell me if I'm wrong. I am actually here in the studio, and I am on the podcast. Jordan is in the booth. I'm actually taking Josh's seat so I can feel what it's like to be so powerful and have the <laughs> have the control. It's nice. It's really it's a nice feeling. I can see why Josh likes this. So, yeah. but yeah, Jordan, uh, absolutely. Thanks so much for joining us today. And I know, I know you are not a voice actor, and that I don't need you to be. And we're not. But you've worked with voice actors, and you're also an incredibly accomplished creative. You have run a business as a creative as well. So I'd love to kind of dive into some things like that. But before we get into that, what what is it? What do you do here at Voice Coaches? Would you tell us a little bit about that? Sure. Uh, so here at Voice Coaches, um, I essentially handle a lot of the creative development here, um, a lot of the visual collateral, uh, be it print, web. Uh, digital. And uh, for voice coaches, uh, specifically, we, I, we pretty much develop these online e-learning courses that are intended to train people on um, the fundamentals of voiceover acting, pretty much. And uh, And you're in charge of that. Uh, yeah, well, I so I, I kind of developed the visuals for that. You know, Sam, you know, you, uh, you know, do the voiceover. Very, you know, very talented voice <laughs> voiceover actor. Thank you. And, 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 and we slipped that 20 yes. through there. Let's put that right through the crack. Well, you know, it, it really makes, you know, a good, and, you know, I'm sure we'll cover this eventually, but like a good uh, voiceover actor, enthusiastic, and, you know, knowing the subject matter really, really helps on the visual side of it. So, sure. uh, you know, it's really mm-hmm. a dance. So when you, you know, when you say I'm in charge of it, you know, I kind of contribute the visuals to it, mm-hmm. but, you know, there's the script writing and then, of course, there's, you know, the voiceover uh, aspects to it. That's so, all. Yeah. That's awesome. So and what, what I'm hearing you say in that is that you're saying the... For like your stance, and I know we'll kind of get into this a little bit more too, that what you look for or what like really makes a voiceover pop when you, in your experience, when you've worked with voice actors is them actually having a good handle on the subject matter. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, you know, studying, you know, what it is that they're going to be talking about, you Mm. know, you know, I mean, no, you know, you can, it's great to be an expert in it, but you know, just knowing what you're talking about as a whole will really help, um, develop, uh, an effective voice, which will help develop a, an effective uh, uh, training course or whatever content we're trying to output. Totally. I love that. Well, how did you get into motion graphics? Uh, 
I guess out of necessity. So I started off <laughs> as a, a fine artist and a lot of painting, drawing, that sort of thing. Uh-huh. And uh, I, I want to get into illustration, but you know, I realized, you know, coming out of co- that's that's what I trained in in college. And coming out of college, I wasn't going to make too much money right out of the gate. You know, I had to pay rent. You know, the whole deal. But people were hiring for motion graphic artists quite a bit. Mm-hmm. And uh, I wanted to, you know, my you know, my last year in college, I really wanted to focus on graphic design and motion design. And, uh, you know, knowing that's that would be the most marketable, uh, you know, thing in the digital arts that I can pursue. And, uh, you know, I picked it up and I ended up really, really liking it. And, uh, you know, that was about eight years ago. And... Yeah, that's that's where I got started. That's awesome. Did you and you didn't study that in college? You kind of did that on your own accord, right? After college or I, in, in tandem? I, I would say most of it was done uh, after college. Wow. You know, kind of, um, you know, just basically if there was a need or like a demand out there for a certain type of animation or motion graphics, I made it my job to study it and try to figure mm. out how to do it so I can kind of meet those demands and uh, you know be. A useful tool, uh, you know, in that aspect. That's super cool. So you were just studying it because you saw a demand, but what? Else, why else were you studying it? Just outside of that. Uh, it's a weird question. I don't know. No, Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. It, I, well, I really enjoyed it. I really, mm. I, I really enjoy making things move. You know, I've, I've so cool. Been drawing since you know I was, you know, five years old. But you know, actually learning how to make things move and. It, it, it really, really uh, appealing to me, and I want to learn as much as I could about it. And I happened to be able to get paid for it, so <laughs> it was great. It was a, a good deal. Total win right there. Yeah, that's awesome. So, well, and what I'm hearing you say, so it starts out as illustration, it starts out uh, like a flat art, and now what you're saying as well is that the movement was the attractive aspect, like bringing those images to life. Yeah, exactly. am yeah. I hearing that correctly? Yeah, it, you know, the very definition of animation, just you know animating thing like you know uh, making sure. things animate um uh, you know bringing them to life and you know that's where you know voice acting really really plays a key role in that because there's nothing more complementary to the visuals than what's coming out of uh you know the visual graphics you know mm-hmm. whether it's an actual character or just a narration um it really they really dance together to form a, an effective product Totally, totally. And now that I've got to work with you on that front, I can totally see how that dance like is I feel like I have a better understanding of those two things running together. And that's interesting. I know for me, like part of the appeal of voice acting and part of the appeal of even acting in general is that you're often you're taking words on a page like you're taking something that is two dimensional, that is flat, that is uh, it's bo- it's like it's flat. I guess that's yeah. the best way of putting it. But the the fun part is bringing that flat thing and bringing mm. it to life. And yeah. that's essentially what you're doing as an animator. It's it's that's that's great that you put it that way because I mean that's really what it is. I mean for a voice for a voice actor, you know you are looking at flat text as you put it on a piece of paper, but you're animating it. You're, you're bringing it to life, um, and you know it helps you know visual product. Uh, um, visual producers to kind of see the see the script in a more three-dimensional way in a more animated way mm. and it helps us be able to plot what's going to happen on screen so you know bringing the script to life with your voice is you know huge huge part of uh output when it comes to uh, visual creations motion graphics animations that sort of thing when you're reading a script do you look at it and like do you start kind of animating it in your mind? Do you? I, yeah. 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 For the most part. Yeah. Uh, 
Is it, is that like, and it, for you, like I know when we were working too, it was really helpful for me because I was also, Jordan and I have been working together on creating a lot of content for voice coaches and also converting content that we teach here to be fully animated. And I've been writing the scripts and he's been animating it. And then I've been voice acting it as well. But what I found in the process is like, there would be moments where it'd be unclear to you what it's would, it, kind of the feedback that I would receive is that you couldn't, almost like you couldn't see it. Oh yeah. You yeah. couldn't see what was going on there. And that would tell me as a writer to go back and rewrite it so that it was more visual and then the storytelling became more clear. Yeah, yeah, it's very much a dance. Um, or, you know, just kind of a, um, just, a, re- just a, a dish with different things added to it and to make it a full dish. You know, you, you know you, I can't just, it's, it's very difficult to work with just like a text on a piece of paper. You know, having that voiceover and having that narrative flow really, really helps build a more... Uh, engaging product in the end. That's awesome. Yeah. And they're then bringing in restaurants too, of course. Oh, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. You, you had a history of working in kitchens too. Yes. And, the, yeah. and you, you did far past. Yeah. 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 Yes. Restaurants. Life. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Fun stuff. Um, you know, restaurants definitely, uh, I recommend it for anyone, you know, totally. anyone who wants to get faster, what they, uh, what they're doing to you know work behind a line or work uh, you know doing wait staff because very very fast paced uh, type of work. Oh, I love it. I feel like I, I was never in the army, but I, I feel like working in restaurants is the next closest thing. Honestly, <laughs> that's, what, Just, that's what I heard. Yeah. It is uh, it is very militant in its own way, and mm-hmm. you are it's like a campaign, and you don't know what's being thrown at you. And you got to adjust. And <laughs> I always worked front of house, and I know you worked back of house, so it's yeah. it's interesting to share that. But. Absolutely. So, what do you if when you're when you've worked with voice actors in the past, like what's the, is there something, I know you kind of talked about this a little bit, but is there like one thing that like makes a good voiceover and is there, or conversely, I'll give you two questions. Is there one thing that makes like a really bad voiceover? Uh, okay. So, so I'll answer the bad one first. Yes. Uh, love it. <laughs> uh, I guess it's, you know, enthusiasm and knowledge in what you're reading. Um, you know, if, if, if you don't have those when you're reading a script, um, it, it'll really come off as robotic or forced uh, in a lot of ways. Um, and you know, some, some voice actors are better than others. Some can look at a script and easily turn it on. They don't have to study, and it's fine, more experienced voiceover actors. But um, for the most part, I, I tend to notice if you are uh, an expert or you know, if, you, if you're well-versed in what you're reading, um, that'll lead to a better voiceover. So I, I would say... The negatives haven't worked in the past. My experience are people that just kind of, you know, they read it off the cuff and they don't exactly know what they're talking about. And you could totally tell in the in the end product. So that would be a negative. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, the positive would be obviously the flip side of that, you know, just kind of being well versed. Um, yeah, that's 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 in my experience, you know, on the visual and on the visual side. I'm sure there's more to it than that. But um, th- that's what I tend to notice the, you know, the pros and cons. Be positive and also uh, know know the subject matter. Oh yeah, be yeah, be enthusiastic and yeah. you know definitely know what you're talking about. Yeah, there's a there's a tone and there's something we teach in the program too, and it's it's a trick, it's a trick, but it works. Like I always tell people, when in doubt, and like the the best bang for your buck trick as a voice actor is to smile on microphone because it just makes you sound better. Oh, yeah. Even if you don't like what you're saying or know what you're talking about, like if you smile when you're reading, it will make you sound better. Yeah, it really does. It it actually, it helps. And, you know, if you're frowning 
you can almost hear it when you're frowning on a, in front of a mic. Which I am most of the time. It's true. <laughs> no, you, you're it, No, guy. it's true. I know. It's, <laughs> it's all fake. It's all it's the coffee. No, I'm sorry. Go ahead. But it really helps kind of differentiate what you're saying from word to word if you um, enunciate it. Um, and that really takes having, you know, an open mouth smiling a lot instead mm. of, you know, keeping kind of like, um, you know, tight lips. I like that's that's what I tend to notice, uh, you know, listening to voiceover after the fact, mm. you know, who's smiling, who's kind of frowning, um, you know, it, it, it's a it's a small aesthetic, but it's very effective. And it's the clarity you're talking about, too. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And that makes sense, too. As a motion graphic artist, I can imagine that. You're a storyteller, and what you're trying to do, of course, is bring a story to life. And when you're working with a voice actor who you can tell is like, oh, this is the story is very clear. Even so, it could be something as simple as just their pronunciation of the story or of the script. That's right. Yeah, that's right. That's cool. So you, a lot of the content that we teach here, a lot of things that we teach our voice actors is marketing. And I know you and I have had some conversations outside of outside of this podcast and just uh, when working together about what you've learned as a freelance as a freelance artist, which is not dissimilar to our freelance voice actors who come through the program or somebody who's working in any any capacity as a freelancer as a small business. What do you feel like you've gotten the most out of out of what we teach here? Uh, I, I would say um, networking and just being personable. So uh, <laughs> it, it's a people game, and that that can actually tra- this translates to you know. Whatever it is you're doing, um, you gotta like social. You gotta like socialize, and that you know, for me, like you know, I'm kind of I'm not the biggest talker, Samuel. Uh, <laughs> it's not <laughs> true. He can be, he can, but it's it's rare occasion. <laughs> These are, this is the most words I've said in <laughs> quite a few months. But um, so yeah, you, you know, you gotta talk to people. You gotta like network. You gotta s- socialize. Really, you gotta put yourself out there. Um, you know, whether it's in the visual arts or whether you're a voice actor, but especially if you're a voice actor, because your voice is you. Like that's mm-hmm. who you are. And when it comes to marketing yourself and marketing somebody else, your personality is what is that's the demand. That's what people want. And that's what people want to hear. And that's what people want to use to sell their product. You have you had any examples? Like I know you've had a number of events recently where you showcase some short films that you've made, which are super exciting and I would really highly recommend them to anybody li- listening. Again, Jordan should be working at Pixar. I don't know why he's working here, but he, have you had any experiences when you've gone to these events and you're showing a film or giving a talk? I know you've done some like craft talks of your own that this has worked to your advantage. Yeah, it, it really has. Um, you know, just being open, you uh, Presenting yourself as like an open person, someone that, you know, people can talk to or people can ask questions about, it leads to a lot of good network opportunities. So, you know, the last speech I gave, um, it was half and half. So the first half, I kind of just sat in a corner. I didn't really talk to anyone. And <laughs> I, I had to give the speech, right? And mm. um so, you know, I was a little nervous, but I actually remembered what I learned here at Voice Coaches about just kind of like, you know, flexing those, you know, personality traits, you know, just doing what you can to just kind of put yourself out there. And, mm. you know, for better or for worse, it's it it really opens you up to further dialogue and more personal dialogue. What did you do? What did you, what was the, you, what was you flexing? I'm uh, curious. So I went into the bathroom. I, uh-huh. I put my cape on. Yeah. I, I <laughs> yes. Yes. Superhero. <laughs> yeah. I love it. <laughs> I came back. I was a, no, I, I just kind of opened up and I got, I got over being nervous and being, you know, kind of, uh, reserved for the most part. And I just, I talked, I kind of showed 
show people that, you know, I, I, I can, I'm approachable and I can talk sure. to people. And that, that, uh, that was hugely influential in people just kind of being able to walk up and like talk to me and ask questions. And it really helped me give a better speech. So, honestly. and after the, after the speech, did you find that people came up and approached you? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, just being open, you know? That's awesome. Cause then you were just like, Hey, I'm, I'm here to help. Uh, you give a talk, you presented yourself and then people afterwards are like, wow, I want to learn this or maybe you can help me with that. Right. And yeah. did it lead to any, any gigs? Or? Uh, yeah, it, it, it led to a couple actually. Ah, um, nice. So, you know, it's, you, you never know. And that's, you know, bringing it back home, you know, networking, you know, socializing, you know, whenever you can, it's really, it, it's, it applies to most of the things you're going to be doing when it involves some marketing yourself, you know, be it, you know, visual arts or, you know, voiceover, you know, you got to put yourself out there. You, you got to get out there. You got to meet people. You got to be a person because that's what people are going to, people are going to respond to. I love that. I love that. You know, this is something I don't know if I've ever told you this, but I've definitely told Josh and I might've even said it here on the podcast before when I, when I first started, when I went to college, I went to school for theater I studied theater in college. And my, like my freshman year, I was in like some classes where we had to, we, we were acting and I, I was, you know, I'd, I'd acted as in high school. I'd been in school plays. I'd done things like that. But all of a sudden it was like a bigger league. It was a little bit harder. There were people who were much older than me, more experienced. And I was really nervous. And I actually felt like I was terrible at talking. I felt like I was really bad with language and terrible at talking to the point where I was like, you know what? I should just give this all up and become a mime. Mm. I always want to do physical <laughs> n- acting, never talk again yeah. because I was nervous. And like, I, I, I've had people in my life be like, oh, wow, you're, you, you're good at talking or you talk a lot. A lot of people tell me I talk a lot. This happens, but it's something that I've actually cultivated. Like it's not, I am truthfully more of an introvert in my life. And I, it is something that I too am nervous. Like I get that nervousness and like, honestly, it never really goes away. It gets a little bit better. You know, it gets less, but it's still like, Oh gosh, I hope I don't mess this up. Don't mess it up, Sam. So I commend you for putting yourself out there. And that's super cool because anybody can do that. And it just, it doesn't even take that much. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it it really leads to some open doors that, you know, you may not have, uh, have access to just by, just by talking, just by, you know, putting yourself out there. Being available. And you are doing this in a lot of ways. Like you're getting invited for conversations. You're giving speeches. It's super exciting. That's yeah. gotta be and tremendous. That's the antithesis of who I am. Like I'm, like, <laughs> no, well. I'm not that guy, but I gotta get better. You know, like I gotta, I gotta just keep doing it. And, you know, in a way it's forcing me to do it. So it, you know, it's good. Um, yeah, we're forcing you to do it right now too. Yeah, on this exactly. Podcast. This isn't. Oh man, this is. <laughs> I was practice. Yes, yeah, that's yes. why I wanted to help you keep practicing <laughs> this. That was my whole motive. It really is not for anyone listening whatsoever. <laughs> that's that's awesome. So I'm curious. I have a couple question, more questions about motion graphics sure. and uh, your art. Like how you've made these short films that are super cool. This is one called the Hill where it's literally a lady strapping on rollerblades and roller rollerblading down the, the, the hill in Albany, right downtown State Albany Street, yeah. State street. Yeah. Thank you. And when you, it's like an action movie watching it. Yeah. Well, D- thanks. It's, it's super exciting. When you think of like storytelling, what is it? that you think of or like, how did you, I don't even know exactly what the best way to frame this question is. How did you come up with that story? I guess it, it, it all came from a, so I, I, I love going downtown Albany. Um, there's a lot of traffic. There's a lot of people walking around and there's almost like this, this 
dance between, you know, people walking, the cars, the traffic lights. Everyone is on this, you know, path of, you know, destination. There are, you know, somewhere, everyone's going somewhere. And every, for the most part, there are no accidents. There, it's just, it's real fluid. And I wanted to kind of, you know, cut through that. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. just kind of like, you know, be in it and just have this, this this girl, she puts on rollerblades and she skates down this hill. And, you know, I ultimately I want to capture State Street and just the bustle, the the the, the busy uh, side of that street. But, you know, I wanted to do something fun and just have someone just kind of cut through the whole, uh, through that whole dance. And it was, it was really fun to make. So what it started out as like, you love that street. You kind of love the energy of that street and you're trying to figure out how do I capture this in one fell swoop? Pretty much. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. I mean, this is very similar to voice acting too. Like one thing for me when I'm working as a voice actor, I always try to put myself in a context like uh, talking, right? Talking can be a very nerve wracking thing. If you're standing on stage in front of a bunch of people giving a speech, it's very odd. It's not really natural. It's Mm. against our human instincts in a lot of ways because there's all these (laughs) these people who could attack you essentially. But for me, the way I find it to work the best is like creating a context around what I'm doing. So it's in a way like I'm not in a vocal booth. I am... I am in, I'm on, if I was voice acting that, for instance, I might be on State Street and you as a motion graphics artist, it's like you're starting from being in something and then trying to tease out, how do I tell this? Mm, That's right. It's almost like the opposite. Whereas like then when, if I were to get a script from that, I look at this and be like, all right, how do I best tell this by putting myself into a context? So change your context, change your mind. Yeah. I'm a huge fan of it. Absolutely. That's awesome. Well, Jordan, thank you so much. This is super informative because you do have so much experience in so many ways as a creative, as a business, as somebody who's worked with voice actors. Is there anything else you'd like to share? Anything else you want to tell us? Uh, yeah, (laughs) I just, um, you know, Sam, you know, really, really good voice actor. I got to say, um, you know, I've worked with voice actors that were, you know, very, very dry just in delivery and tone. Um, you know, but Sam, you know, working on these courses, he convinces me before I make anything that what I'm reading is correct. So when we're doing these training courses on voiceover, uh, voiceover acting, you know, I'm convinced that what he's saying is correct just by his, you know, his tone, his delivery. So, you know, that is, that is definitely, definitely a huge, huge quality when it comes to voiceover, you know, from production side, side of things. So I would say just, you know, be enthusiastic, know what you're talking about. And, um, I guess, as Sam put it, you know, put yourself in the context and I think it'll work out. Well, thanks, Jordan. And let me slip that another 20 in there. Let's just yes. that. Another that's $40 today. <laughs> doing well. No, thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah. It's something that it is. It's this weird skill, but also like, I know you too. Like I've, I've studied this for a long time. Like I, there's a lot of nuance that I think about that I've been thinking about for years that it's kind of now becoming second nature, but I, it, it wasn't always second nature. And I'm mm-hmm. sure you can relate to that as a motion graphics artist. Mm-hmm. You're like, how do I, how do I do this thing? I like, I like this movement, but how do I make it move? Yeah. So, yeah. oh, thank you. I appreciate that. But all right. This was Jordan folks. Thank you so much for listening. This is another great episode of voice coaches radio without Josh. Josh, we miss you, buddy. Hopefully you'll come back one day. One can only hope or not. Maybe I'll take over and uh, have this little dominion to myself, which could be yeah, fun too. Uh, but we miss baby bear. We do. Uh, Jordan, thank you so much again. It was 
was a pleasure having you. It's so much information, so helpful for our students who are going out there and just starting to be a have a creative business. And you are someone who's definitely living a creative business. Well, thank you so much for having me. It's been great. My pleasure. So, all right, folks, until ne- next time, so long. Visit voicecoaches.com for more voiceover news and information.